0: Welcome in to another episode of the eSports Network podcast presented of course by eSports Network. I'm your host Mitch Reams and today again I'm joined by eSports journalist Terrell Skelly. Terrell how you doing man?
1: Hey what's going on man how you doing?
0: So the big topic of the past week has been the Tifu versus FaZe drama and if you are in the eSports world you've probably come across this story. In fact Terrell joined me earlier in the week to cover it right as it broke. And we're gonna do a quick summary of the issue, but the longer in-depth um, immediate coverage is in a previous podcast, it's two episodes ago. So I recommend checking that out because this is a follow-up to that podcast. And while we'll do a quick summary, if you aren't familiar, uh, it'd be great to get that full basis of knowledge going into this follow-up podcast. So yeah, you can find that first episode right below this one. Uh, But here's the quick summary. Basically, Tfue, Turner Tfue Tenny, he is the largest channel on Twitch for the month of May. He is one of the best Fortnite players in the world. And for the last year, he's been signed to FaZe Clan, which is a pretty massive esports organization started as a Call of Duty trickshotting guild and has turned into the esports organization with, I think, the biggest social following of any esports organization out there. So a pretty big deal and since tifu was joined he has absolutely blown up he has gained a ton of popularity he's been very successful in competitive fortnite but now he wants out and he's suing faze clan uh, and he provided a variety of accusations in a hollywood reporter article so those accusations just bullet pointed are uh, a one-sided contract and that's the big one and that doesn't allow tifu to take on any new deals so when you have guys like ninja who's actually a smaller channel than tfue is appearing in super bowl ads you can understand why tfue might want to go make his own deals out there that phase clan is not letting him do he also accused them of underage drinking at the phase house uh pressuring him to illegally gamble on phase property pressuring him to do stunts that cause physical harm and signing an 11 year old player and pushing him and his parents to lie about his age so we can compete in competitive Fortnite. After that went public, the owner of FaZe Clan, FaZe Banks, went on a massive Twitter rant, and he called the 100 Thieves CEO Nadeshot a piece of shit, among just a bunch of other just aggressive language and just random tweets that his lawyers probably hated. And that was all that we covered up until tuesday and then now there's more things coming out but was that a good summary of what we covered in that first podcast drill
1: i would say yes um
0: anything you well, want to add
1: um i mean like i said Phase banks uh one of the things that we talked about is the fact that he went he went like crazy he went kind of awol you know he kind of went like jim ursa if you know the nfl at all <laughs> um he kind of went just just went crazy for some reason, like a scorned lover, like I, you know, said before. Um, and it, it didn't look good on his part because it was before the contract was leaked, and it was about certain things that nobody was talking about. And me and you touched on it a few times, where he kept holding it up as his like his trophy and as the martyr for it.
0: Yeah, he poured so, a lot of gasoline onto the fire yes yeah so that was basically what we had at that time and of course we record that podcast send it on out and about two to three hours later he releases a video so that's part of the new information we're covering in this follow-up podcast and in addition to that he has this dear Tifu video from phase we also have a response from tfue just a two-minute statement uh, we have the actual contract which was leaked and is not confirmed but it seems pretty accurate. We feel pretty confident that it is similar to the actual contract, um, and we can give a variety of reasons of that. And then the ongoing dispute, and there's been a this lawsuit has sparked a lot of conversation in the legal esports Twitter world. So we're gonna be talking about some of that high level actual legal conversation after this drama, uh, after we cover all the drama. So we'll start with the Dear Tifu video. This was basically Banks taking what you said, that scorned lover emotion, and just doing a 20 minute straight read of random stuff that, again, his lawyers and PR people are probably just watching and cringing the entire time. Uh, what, were, what were your thoughts as you watched that video, Terrell?
1: I, I just, he, he's like, I'm raw and I'm emotional, which is fine. Well, like, when he's saying he has nothing to do, so he woke up to it, and he was so blindsided by it. But we said before, he didn't even read the article, so he knew nothing about it, but it was out for four hours. So how can you be so blindsided when it was literally right there for four hours? You know, the whole entire world saw it, and you didn't. So how can you really complain about it?
0: Yeah, and so also that came out after this is that Tifu had come to them in september of 2018 being like hey my contract i want out of this like this isn't this isn't good he filed an official complaint so yes he may have been blindsided by the suit but banks knew and has known for a while that Tifu was not happy with his contract so it wasn't just like oh we're good we're friends i'm getting your name tattooed on my leg that's a legitimate thing faze banks actually did he has code tfue uh the fortnite supporter creator code tattooed onto his leg and now that same person is suing him so it's crazy how things flip out there
1: yeah like i'm like i'm scanning back through it again and he's sitting there and it looks like you know some of it he kind of edited and he's like well i bleep this because you guys are talking bleep and you're bleep 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 and it's like it's like, thanks, everyone else has the information. We have the, like, now we have the contract before this came out. And you're sitting there and you're complaining and you're crying and you're moaning about it. And then the the contract came out and now you look bad with it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He, he may be calm, cool, and collective a little more than he was before, but he's still, like, he probably should have took him maybe a day or two off before he put the video out.
0: He probably shouldn't have recorded a video like that at all. That's just not the ideal way. That's why every company, whenever something negative happens legally, their CEO doesn't just get online and do a 20 minute straight read of like emotion because it's not a good idea.
1: No, this is up to like his friends and his PR staff. And it's like, you're too heated right now, like disappear for a while and then come back where you're, you're more headway and you're your thoughts are more clear and you understand what you're actually saying instead of using pure raw emotions. Cause we all been there. We'll say stuff that we didn't mean because of emotions, stuff like that. And then it comes and bites us right in the butt. So yeah, the issue with that, I'm just saying is like, Hey dude, just calm down. We all get angry at stuff. And if you got blindsided about it, it's going to get, you're going to get really heated about, it. but let them let the other side, you know, spit out what they need to spit out and then you can come back and retort or whatever
0: yeah there's nothing you can really say to improve that situation so i'm gonna do a quick summary of this 20 minute video obviously can't touch on all of it because i don't want to just play a 20 minute phase banks read but he repeats a lot of things he focuses on some key areas so mainly he feels betrayed because he's right in that Tifu was not a huge channel before FaZe signed him. That was in April of 2018. And Tifu's rise has come along with Fortnite's rise. And at that time, Fortnite was already growing a lot of popularity. It was hitting the mainstream. Drake had streamed with Ninja just the month before, which was a huge moment in like, oh my god, Fortnite is blowing up. And at this point, Tifu is a streamer. He's he's known in the community, but he's not. Uh, the best players in the world were considered to be Ninja and Myth. And so he gets signed to FaZe Clan. He gets entered into Friday Fortnite, which is a tournament now coming back after this drama. But it was the tournament before Epic Games did any competitive Fortnite events. Friday Fortnite was the it. It was the biggest event out there. And every Friday night, Tfue and his FaZe partner Cloak were dominating the com- the competition. They were winning over and over and over again. And so that is where he really started to blow up. And Banks takes credit for combining him and cloak and for getting him into Keemstar's Friday Fortnite tournament, because to get in that tournament, you have to have a big social following. Keemstar's more focused on clout. That's his own words than he is on actual Fortnite skill. Um, and Tifu right. didn't have a ton at the time. So Banks really vouched for him and got him into that tournament which is why that emotion it's it's why he says he feels so much emotion because he really feels like he gave tifu his big break and now he's being betrayed
1: and he like, I mean, I understand that he, he did, <clears throat> excuse me, he did feel betrayed 100% betrayed because of the fact that he, like you said, brought him in, you know, cheats literally brought him in. He's like, okay, you don't have a lot of streamers, you know, ninjas out there myth is out there. If you want to compete with them, you got to have an organization attached, which in esports, a lot of times, and with streamers now, you need to. Like, it's not even just, like, even for, like, 5,000 viewers, you probably need an organization to be attached to, so you can get their social media presence and stuff like that. Yeah. But with Banks, um, he, like, I'm sorry, he... Uh, showing the video and he's showing all the stuff that Tifu did, like the cliff diving and the drinking and the stuff like that. And it's like, some of that stuff, man, is kind of not private per se, but it's like, oh, it's like you're off the camera for once. They, they streamers are streamers around for hours and hours at a time. And then you're going to show this video to him. Like, why? Why are you going to do that to him?
0: Yeah, he's, and by showing that, what he's trying to do is he's trying to prove that Tifu already engaged in the accusations he leveled against Phase Clan. He already was engaging in underage drinking. He was already engaging in stunts. But what FaZe Banks doesn't seem to realize is that it doesn't matter if Tifu was already drinking underage. If he was doing that on Phase Clan property, that's still a problem for you. It doesn't matter that he was already drinking underage. It's still right. illegal to provide alcohol to minors on your own property.
1: And I agree with that. Like, But I understand with the younger generation, that's less dismissive as, like, they're going to take Tfue's side. So they're going to put that, they're going to hold that up, and they're going to be like, banks, like, everyone, a lot of kids drink underage, stuff like that. Why are you putting that out there?
0: Yeah, He's arguing in so, the court of public opinion and not the actual court of law, which is the one he should be focusing on.
1: Yeah, because in the court of public opinion, because how big Faze is, he has a decent chance of actually winning. Like as much as I'm on Tfue's side, because of, you know I like the player contracts, players that have more power and stuff. A lot of people want the organizations, organizations do better because some of the streamers they think are like just you know a flash in the pan. They're there, boom, they're gone.
0: Yeah, and it's you know it's a balance because yes, the players deserve a lot, but also Faze Clan did have a hand in raising tfue to the level he's at now does he reach this level without joining faze clan probably not and that's fair that's a fair thing to say but it's also responding to allegations like that that could potentially harm your brand with well he did it too is not the way to run a multi-million i mean faze clan's evaluation is probably 100 million dollars something like that There's there's five or six esports organizations worth into the uh, the nine digit range, and I believe FaZe Clan is one of them. If not, it's close. And so, you can't be running and when serious allegations are hurled against you, you can't run a business of that side with like, well, he did it too. That's not that doesn't work. That doesn't cut it anymore, man.
1: No, you're the little you're the little sibling brattin out the older brother. Well, he did it, so. <laughs>
0: It's true. So and the other crazy thing about it is that he takes all this credit for Tifu blowing up, like it was it was him and he was a nobody. And I was doing some research looking back at the time, and actually Tifu had built up a solid following as one of the better players within the pro community. He hadn't really taken off on Twitch or his social channels yet, but there was a video released by one of the bigger Fortnite YouTubers whose name's Noah 3J, J300, some, something like that, but he's got, you know, multi-million subscribers, he's with 100 Thieves now, and he released a video on April 16th, 2018, so just uh, two weeks after Tfue signed a phase claim, and he ranks Tfue as the number one Fortnite player in the world, ahead of Ninja, ahead of Myth, and that doesn't just happen out of nowhere, he was known in the community And he was on the come-up at the time. So it's not like he was a complete nobody who just gets thrown into the spotlight. He had, you know, his skills had already put him on the map of some people, and he would have been signed by another organization soon. It was just FaZe Clan who got him first.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, they, you know, they made sure he got what he needed, because, like you said, Keemstar's looking for, like, the popularity, not the actual gameplay. But he got the best of both worlds with Tfue,
0: mm-hmm.
1: got the popularity, he got the organization, he brought the fans in, everybody's making money, and then we see the contracts.
0: Yeah, and Tfue just keeps winning. So from that point on, yeah. he, he places very highly in the summer skirmish when Epic finally does their own Fortnite competitive events. And then in fall, he wins the fall skirmish. So he's already one of the massive channels. And compared to Ninja, who has had very little success in actual fortnite competitive events tifu has won a lot and he's the now he's the second most earning fortnite player by prize pool while also having the biggest twitch channel so he is succeeding both on the competitive side and on the streaming and entertainment side
1: mm-hmm. so like i just i don't know like i'm looking at the contract now and i'm just seeing stuff i don't like but um Tfue, re- you know, released the statement, the two-minute video, and he's like, release the contract.
0: Yeah, let's so go over that two-minute video first, then we'll get to the contract.
1: Yeah, so if he said... So Tfue released, you know, a response. Just like it's like a hip-hop beef, you gotta have a response to it. So <laughs> Tfue releases it, two minutes long. That's it. He wants it short, he wants it to the point. He didn't want to do any of the stuff that's, you know, that was released by banks and stuff like that. It was well-crafted, and it was almost towards, like, A lawyer statement but he was more eloquent about it like it made it sound real it was he actually listened to the words and stuff it was more like a lawyer statement
0: oh it it for sure was it was a lawyer statement with a little bit of tfue like um being personable and like being himself and you know there was a couple like fuckings he added into there which i doubt the lawyer wrote but (laughs) (laughs) um so that's he, – but he, he was – and he got a lot of flack for this because people are like, oh, it's scripted. He's reading off a script. Of course he is. What? That's what you're supposed to do.
1: Are you? What do you mean? Yeah, like, like if the, I mean, that's the thing that bothers me. I was reading about it, and they're like, well, you shouldn't be doing it now, blah, blah, blah. He shouldn't be reading from a script. I'll be like, no, if he's not reading from the script and doing this off the cuff, like those lawyers are like, oh, they're going to have words for him when he walks into that office the next day. Because yeah. that's something they didn't approve up. They didn't even know about. And anytime you're in something like with this serious allegations, you you better have a lawyer to back your ass up. Yeah, because t- if you don't, you are totally screwed. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, Tifu is making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Like, who knows how many? But it's probably in the range of five to ten million every month. And of course, he's gonna release a lawyer. He. He sued them to get out of his contract. Of course his statement is going to be written out and looked over by lawyers and PR people. That's what a responsible professional does. They don't go on and just read from the cuff and be like, no, this is this is what I think. No, that was a crafted response, which is smart. And so it's crazy that the esports community is out there like, well, he read it from a script. Yeah. What? Yeah, of course he did. <laughs>
1: Like, what do you want him to do? Just make it sound like a Reddit post? Like, no. Yeah, go on Calm a rant. Down. It's okay.
0: Undermine like, his own lawsuit? No, he's not going to do that. <laughs> and so, then,
1: like, if he did it and then Banks did it, it just, it'd be a mess. Like, all the lawyers are just pulling their hairs out. All the PR people are just freaking out.
0: Why, yeah, why even hire makes, lawyers know, and PR people if in these situations you're not going to rely on them? Why are you paying them in yeah. the first place?
1: And then is going to look like a fool. And when people look more like a fool, when you're chastising out the fool, everyone's just going to look at that new fool and be like, oh, well, this is why you got screwed over on your contract, blah, 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 because you act stupid. And it's just like, all right, now we got a crafted statement. Well, you shouldn't have a crafted statement. Like, what do the fans want? Because I want that crafted statement.
0: I, I mean, yes, for the pure drama of it, having a not crafted statement would be interesting, but i would never ever expect anybody to do that because it's just dumb
1: (laughs) no unless you have like flipping money to burn away you just blatantly don't care like you better have a statement there
0: yeah so there is one part of that two minute video that i took issue with just because i don't think that's how it works and it's at the beginning um, so he says, Tifu says his main issue was with the contract stipulations, with the, the wording of the contract. And that is what most has been focused on. But like we said earlier, he did level all those different allegations. Underage drinking, uh, doing of stunts, gambling. So in the beginning he goes, I told my lawyer I didn't want the gambling, stunts, drinking allegations in there. So that is no worries. That That is out of my way. And he just dismisses it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's not... That's not really how that works, because you filed a suit to the labor board with these allegations in it. So, FaZe Clan's a massive organization. You pose the allegations, you can't just be like, I take them back, because now they're probably doing an independent investigation into FaZe Clan and the practices that go on in those million-dollar homes in Southern California.
1: Of course- Exactly. Like, you you open up a bigger can of worms. Like, yeah. You-
0: you made the allegations so, you can't just be like that's no worries that's out of my way we're taking them back again we're, we're not operating in some like some schoolyard fight here this is a lawyer heavily legalized battle that you filed an official grievance with a court with the with the california labor commission you that's not you can't just yank it back and be like no worries out of my way we good
1: right exactly but it's not you know, alright, I'm just going to take care of this and then, oh, oh, well, that stuff is in there. Well, I don't want that stuff to be in there anymore because, you know, they kind of proved me wrong on it. I just don't want that stuff in there. It's like, do like a, you already handed in your paper. Like, now you got to deal with it. And, with like you said, with the lawyers, stuff like that, they're going to look hard into that. Because now that you said, hey, I've been drinking underage, and it was on FaZe Clan's clock, they're going to talk to people and sometimes there might be legality issues with
0: it yeah and these videos now have millions upon millions of views the tfue response has six million views right now the phase banks response has 10 million like it is absurd numbers that these videos are driving where they talk about these allegations so it's not hard to imagine some government body who's in charge of making sure that doesn't happen being like wait a second what and then they go back through old Phase videos. They look up some people. They look at drinking. Because FaZe Clan's happy to promote that. They're a party house. It's what they do. That's, that's sort of their brand is to be very like out there partying. We're having fun. We're gamers. And so it doesn't take that much to go back in the videos and find a kid who might not be 21 and be like, Oh, I caught whatever streamer that is drinking. And then you're going to start loving it. And we haven't heard anything about that yet. But... I'm not, I don't think that's just gone because Tifu's like, no worries, that's out. That's, you made the allegations, you gotta stick to them because once they're made, they're out there.
1: Yep, and then like you said, we said uh, in the last episode and you said at the recap, there's that, the issue of the 11 year old being signed too, like, they're gonna look into the labor for that stuff.
0: That one's huge, and that one's not mentioned. It's not mentioned in the Tifu response, it's not mentioned in Banks' video, and that's massive, because this kid, his name's High Sky, um and his he's literally the i in his name is a one and so is there's a one after it so he's got 11 in his name <laughs> and this guy this actually came out in the in the fortnite community but it didn't have a ton of legs it was like because people would seen this guy and they're like the best kid in fortnite he's 10 he's 9 he's yeah however old he is then he gets signed to faze clan face is like actually he's 13. everyone's like well then why did he lie in those videos about his age mm-hmm. and so everybody was talking about that but it went away like nobody's that focused on it but then you put the actual thing out there and everyone knows immediately who that is it's high sky like that's that was a yeah. thing in the community but it didn't have there was no proof either way maybe the kids lying about how young he is to make himself because you know a nine-year-old who's amazing is cooler than a 13-year-old who's amazing you know the younger you go the more incredible it is that he's good at the game exactly but yeah, so now it seems like he actually was lying and that has not been touched at all. Nobody's talking about it from FaZe Clan. It's not mentioned in any of the FaZe responses. Uh, it's not mentioned in Banks' video. It's not mentioned in Tfue's video. And that is the allegation, besides the contract being possibly illegal, that's the allegation that has, you know, a lot of potential ramifications.
1: Right. Um. One thing I will have to say about Tfue's response it may be just me being old and curmudgeon and telling kids to get off my yard. But I do not like the hashtag release the contract in a well crafted statement. I do oh. not like that at all.
0: Why not? I do like it. So I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts.
1: I, I for me, because if you're trying to act like professional and stuff like that, it maybe you know, they put the little spin on it like I was saying earlier. But I just it feels more like I want this trending on Twitter and stuff like that, which I mean he did. Like, he did.
0: That's exactly that's why I like it. It, oh, did it, tr- it
1: gets trending right
0: yeah it gets trending immediately and it gives the extra legs to the issue and it gets people talking about it under um, under a a framing that Tifu's lawyers like which is why I like it because now we've re- the contract becomes the calling point on social media for both sides because it's kind of a neutral issue it's like okay Tifu wants the contract out there. FaZe, why won't you release the contract? Are you hiding something? Right. Uh,
1: I mean, like I said, I can see it, and I can see why people like it. It's, it might be just the age of me getting old. Like, it just doesn't... It bothers me. I also like some of my statements, you know, to be on a piece of paper, but I also understand, Yeah. you know, younger kids want the videos because the, they get more clicks than written material, so...
0: Yeah, I think, they're, I think those are just things that the lawyers are doing um, because of the nature of the Fortnite audience and who they're talking to. So they wouldn't do it normally do a hashtag or or do it in a video. You know, if it's like Coca-Cola being sued or some other massive organization being sued, they wouldn't do it like this. But because it's a Fortnite beef, they're going to do some different things, which is like having Tfue be in the Hollywood Hills recording a selfie video instead of just doing a statement. Oh, yeah. And then doing a hashtag. I thought it worked. I thought it worked well. And...
1: Oh, it, it, it worked wonderfully. I'm just, like I said, sitting here on my like, rocking chair looking at you kids saying, <laughs> go back to the newspapers, my friend. <laughs> or, so,
0: Old but, man yells at uh, clouds.
1: I mean, if you've seen my hair, it's nice and gray, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm nearing that point, but hopefully I've got a while. Uh, so... <laughs> We got to the contract, and so hashtag release the contract goes trending. Phase Clan still has not released the contract, but it gets leaked, and it gets leaked on a site called The Blast, which is apparently this is what they do. They're based in Southern California. Um, makes sense that there might be some connection to Tifu or his group. Uh, I get the contract sent to me, so I write about Fortnite a lot um, besides doing this, and I get the contract sent to me by... The name a friend, that's it, or it's like thought this might be of interest. Link Tifu contract. I'm like what? So I that's how I received the contract at 7 a.m. on Thursday morning, and I was like, okay, that's a weird email. I get I get some weird emails from my Fortnite people, but like that was a that was a weird email to title it a friend. I was like, what is what is happening? This feels shady. <laughs>
1: so for you did you like you well you're more you know of a respected journalist in the media than i ever will be
0: oh but, come um, on
1: <laughs> but no for real though like have you when you looked at it were you going to be like were you going to try to leak it first or you, you saw the blast and you just like ah oh, crap then i gotta follow up on it real quick uh
0: i decided well i didn't get to see it first because it came to me at 7 a.m and I wasn't awake at the time um so it was yeah other people got to it first i you know saw that at 8 39 when i opened up my email i was like oh what is this um so i didn't i didn't get the chance to leak it it was already out there but i don't think i would have uh i don't think so just because it probably does more harm than good
1: it's tricky
0: yeah just for the it has the potential to really blow up in my face and I have no way to independently verify it, which I would have had to do. So it's easier to just let somebody else do that first report and then just credit them. Uh, Yeah. Just the easier way to do it without putting yourself in hot water. That's very true. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe if I'd gotten it and it wasn't out there anywhere, I would have, I have some people I could reach out to, but I would have needed to independently verify and I doubt I would have been able to get that by the time it went out there.
1: Yeah, but um, so but you you actually wrote about it on FortniteIntel I did. Uh, Tfue's mm. alleged famous contract has been leaked.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So a lot, heavy what, uses like, of allegedly in that in that article. What's that? Heavy uses of allegedly in that article. Oh, Got so, a...
1: it's the it's the word of the the word of the topic allegedly.
0: Yeah. Uh, so as that's a good time to do this disclaimer, as we talk about this contract, this is all allegedly by this link or by this leak that came out from the blast. So that's where we're crediting this to. Um, I also received it in my inbox. It is, it is out there in the community. It's been wrote, it's been, there's a lot of articles on it at this point, but it is not confirmed. It hasn't come out from an official phase source or an official Tifu source. So that is important to note so let's go over the contract a little bit basically the crux of the issue is that it is the contract is what tifu said it was which has these pretty massive splits against some of his revenue sources 80 um, 20 up to 80 20% to tifu and 80 to phase in some parts uh 50 50 splits on social and just varying percentages that are pretty predatory Um, And Tfue signed that when he, like we said, he didn't really have much going for him at the time. So that's why he would sign a deal like that. And it's a three-year deal. He's one year into it. And now he's one of the largest channels on Twitch. So the contract itself is what Tfue said it was. But that's not the whole story. Because what Banks said is that while they could collect that money, they haven't. And that's, that's what he says. And Tfue hasn't argued that point yet, but basically banks is saying, Hey, we've only taken 60,000 from this guy who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. And that's it. They've, they've only taken 60,000, but they could have taken a whole lot more based on the terms of this contract. So it's a really weird situation where apparently the company isn't taking how, how much money they could be taking.
1: So I'm reading it like, I'm, I'm sorry, while you were explaining to the audience, and I was just uh browsing through it and it is what we said before is why is it why is it not really super hard numbers like there's a set number or a set percentage 80 20 and they have to prove like hey i've taken this much out but tifu has been quiet on it so he wants out of this contract he says they can take up to 80 percent do you think there's a way to show like hey this is like face has been taking all this money from me
0: I think he would have already said it if they had taken all that money from him. I I don't understand. What even if my my whole take on it is that even if they haven't taken this money, just the fact that they can is enough to be worried. Because when you're breaking in that kind of money and you know your contract says at any point FaZe could just start taking these millions.
1: Exactly.
0: Even if they haven't, I would still be worried about it because they can. And that's all it comes down to to me. So it doesn't really matter if they've only taken 60 grand because we can't verify that. That's just right. what FaZe Banks is saying. And the contract says they can take a lot more. So if I'm Tifu, I'm like, yeah, like I, I want to get out of this contract because what if they change their mind? What if it works retroactively? And they go back exactly. and like, this is how much revenue you've earned. I'm, I'm taking this split. Yep, oh. like
1: it seems like this con- this this lawsuit itself is more of a preemptive strike. Like the contract isn't a good contract. I think we, if you know anything about contracts or talk to a couple of people about contracts, it's not a great contract. Like it's really bad. But I think Tifu did it as a preemptive strike because now that he used Phase to get this popularity, and he you know he's already the best player. Now he used them to boost himself even higher. He doesn't need them anymore. And then he can actually look at this contract and be like, oh, I just made $5 million and they could get 80% of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, or a you know, deal, I'm sorry. It's again, it's again a great example of the how esports is not operating as a professional industry. Because this no. wouldn't happen anywhere else. You wouldn't have a handshake agreement to deal in this many millions of dollars to be like, yeah that's what my contract says but we're not actually going to take that you just have to trust me that isn't how business works i want a contract that spells out exactly how much they're taking that we agree upon beforehand and then that's the business operate that's the that's why you do a contract you don't sign a contract that's very predatory but be like don't worry though we're not going to take that we're not actually going to get to uphold how predatory that is so it's just not how businesses should operate and it's the crux of this issue in esports
1: it is, and it will be until they can actually, you know, because esports is still still popular, and it's still, honestly, all over the place. Like, you got some organized. Like, you got the main ones that are organized, like, you know, League, Dota, CSGO, but everything else, even them still, once in a while, they're still all over the place with their contracts and stuff, and they can't, they got to get it just hyper-focused to one area. Like, yeah. with sports, stuff like that, you got to have it in one area sorry so we're getting this much money from you we're doing it this way all right kid you're 20 bring your parents in get a lawyer before you even look at this contract
0: yeah there's all these different issues with the esports ecosystem that don't exist in traditional sports because you have even in those games like league and uh, leagues franchise now but like CSGO is a great example because new organizations just pop up every day and they're offering you to To join the team and they don't have any oversight. There's no group like being like, oh no, you can't do that. So they can sign these contracts and there's been issues all over the time with people not playing. Right now it's denial eSports. They're all stuck in this, we didn't pay the players and they're getting just destroyed by the community and the players are like, where's my money? And that happens, and like- it's way too common in eSports.
1: Uh LG did it with some of the Call of Duty players mm-hmm. and some of the larger esports. Yeah, Red Reserve did it.
0: it. Now Red Reserve yeah, is folded.
1: Yep, uh, most wanted it like we could come up with like ten examples each at this point.
0: Sure. It's, it's not hard. Is, is it's, like, yeah.
1: No, it's not, and that's the issue. Like you don't see that with any other any other profession, whether it be sports or banking or any of that stuff. You just you're poof. Um okay, we're gonna just give you this contract, handshake, all right, bye. And then, you know, the next day you wake up, oh, we're taking 80% of what you made.
0: Yeah, like it, it's, I would I would hate to operate under that kind of contract, that kind of pressure and just being like, hey, I have to trust these people and I have to be in this relationship for two more years and if we ever have a falling out, they can take this. So I I see what Tifu's doing, hey, if, if we're gonna have a falling out and that's gonna put my earnings in jeopardy, i'm gonna have this falling out be a lawsuit against them to try and get out as we have this issue that seems yeah, just, that that makes sense
1: yeah and just in case they have this phone like they're having to the falling up pretty much right now like the lovers quarrel and you know face can go over there right now and be like all right fine you're gonna do this lawsuit give us 80 percent so we could pay for our own lawyers
0: mm-hmm they could they like, could and that's that's the whole crux of it is like is that legal um yeah. And so yeah uh we're and gonna get into oh, God. Oh, oh yeah i was just gonna say we're gonna get into the legal aspect of it in a little bit because it has spurned a pretty big conversation between the best legal minds and neither Tifu nor phase are are these are not legal statements these are accusations and then we actually do have two esports lawyers who have been going back and forth um, so we're going to provide that perspective in a second here but just wrapping up on the contract issue, what were you going to say right there? Sorry to cut you off.
1: No, that's fine. I was just, nah, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> you really are graying, aren't you?
1: You know what? Let's not talk about it. Get off my <laughs> lawn, all right?
0: <laughs> uh, so the last key part of it is that Banks claims, they gave Tifu a bunch of options to renegotiate the contract. And that's interesting to me because, again, something that Tifu hasn't mentioned, wasn't mentioned in the statement, is that, Banks says, yes, this is a starter contract we give to, to smaller streamers, and usually they're happy to accept it. Uh, they don't usually grow to be the largest channel in Twitch in one year, in fact, they never do. And FaZe has a bunch of players in Fortnite who stream to 1000 viewers, while Tfue is averaging like 100,000. So yeah, it's true that a lot of these contracts, maybe starter contracts, maybe they make sense to, to get the FaZe name and to get a, to grow up. but. For Tifu, who's ju- who's now so massive, that starter contract is causing a lot of issues. But Banks keeps claiming yeah. that they offered him a bunch of options to renegotiate. And that's what I really want to see. The contract was released, but I want to see that proof of correspondence between Banks and Tifu, being like, we offered him this contract. We offered him this split. We wanted him to come to the table. And Tifu always uh, rejecting that, because that says a lot to me. That says... Hey, we were trying to work with you and we realized this contract was messed up. Banks also claims that was the original contract was made by a previous uh, legal group that is no longer with the organization and that he took over that, those operations in September, which is when Tifu filed his first grievance against him. So right. again, we don't have proof of all this stuff, but that is that would be a really interesting wrinkle where if you can prove that FaZe was trying to renegotiate and Tfue kept saying no, that changes the conversation a little bit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But my question is, why would he say no? That's the part that confuses me. If he wants this contract so badly, why would he say no?
0: I think it may be because he just wants to be solo. The the progression of a Twitch streamer is, I'm young, and I'm bad, and I have no (laughs) viewers. I start growing a little bit, an org picks me up, I skyrocket up. But then once you get big, you want to be gone. The best streamers don't have an org. Ninja, used to be with Luminosity. Don't think he is anymore. Even if he was, he was hardly doing anything with them. Uh, Doc, like Dr. Disrespect, no organization. Summit, 1G, no organization. And that leaves those guys a lot of flexibility to do what they want to do, to run their stream how they want to. And that's not something Tfue has. Like I said, Ninja was in a Super Bowl ad. He's been in national ads for Samsung Galaxy phones. He's been on the cover of ESPN. Tifu has a bigger channel. A bigger channel. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, I'm still trying to. Well, I mean, this is outside the point of how Ninja. Like, everyone at work, my job, they, they know nothing about video games. They work with car parts. How do you know about. They know about Ninja. Everybody knows about Ninja. Well, Ninja's not the best player, I'll tell them. And they'll be like, yeah, he is. He's everywhere. And it's like he's not it's not the best player well Mm -hmm. he's at the Lions game again he's not the best player
0: (laughs) he's the biggest streamer he's not the best player and Tifu's both Tifu might be the best player and he's also the biggest streamer but he hasn't had those opportunities and that's to me that's what I think the lawsuit comes down to for him is he doesn't want any contract because he wants the freedom to go pursue those types of deals so splits aside money aside He wants to be able to be that face of Fortnite that Ninja has solidified himself as.
1: Yep, because he's seen all the cash that Dr. Disrespect makes, all Mm -hmm. the cash that Summit makes, all the cash that Ninja makes. I don't know, Shrub's not with the company either, right? He's on his own.
0: He probably, I I wasn't sure, he used to be on C9, I mean, he competed on C9, so I don't know if he still is or not. Um, Right. Let me look. but anyways really yeah
1: so those guys like they have their own like freedom they can do whatever they want and sometimes you know they might say stuff that's bad so it doesn't look bad on an organization so they don't have to go and apologize for it all the time they can be that that's what it is they could be who they can actually want to be
0: yeah he's shroud isn't signed to an organization either so that's another um, right. he was a cloud nine CSGO guy from 2014 to 2017 Um, Joined a group called Old Guys Club in 2018, and now he's independent. Ah. Yeah, so yeah, the biggest channels on Twitch are independent, and there's some Fortnite guys who are up there who have um, climbed the ranks a lot working with TSM, has a couple big guys like Dakotas, uh, Nick Merckx, which is a whole other conversation because he just left 100 Thieves and this morning just blasted a 100 (laughs) Thieves CEO. But that's we can't even get into that right now. That was that's a whole that's another a whole similar other drama. But um, let's get into the legal aspects a little bit. So, you know, this is a lawsuit, and it pushed legal esports Twitter, which is comprised of really two main guys. I think there's a couple other people in the fringes, but the two people most often associated with uh, t- legal Twitter advice. Uh, in eSports are Bryce at eSports Law and Ryan Morrison, who's uh, at Morrison, his tag is the Video Game Attorney. And they work on two different sides. Bryce does a ton of work with Blizzard, with eSports organizations, uh, as a advisor for the bad guys, I guess, I, I, I shouldn't say the bad guys, for the corporations, for the businesses. And Ryan Morrison is doing a lot of player representation and working with players to get the best contracts so they operate on those two different sides of the coin they've known each other for a very long time and they have a good relationship but they obviously are serving different factions of the esports community and it is in this exact situation uh, ryan morrison's on the side of tfue and of player uh, contracts to take advantage of players and bryce is on the side of phase and esports organizations so they get in this whole twitter fight and it really comes down to how what bryce says is that esports players are being paid way more than their market value and brian's on the other side saying that esports uh, contracts are dropping steadily so that's basically the crux of the argument between the two and then how there's no debate that game contracts are pretty predatory for a lot of esports people. And they were, and that's changing a little bit with some of the bigger organizations. They're, you know, taking advantage or taking care of their players better than they used to be. But right. Ryan is on that side. And Bryce is like, even if they are taking advantage of it, their salaries are so far inflated that it doesn't matter because they're not worth the six, uh, six figures, Salary that they're being paid there they don't bring that much value so even if the contract is predatory in some ways it is still kind of the organizations to give them that like the he feels like the the players are overvalued so that's basically the crux of their argument and they use a lot of legal jumbo and uh debates and that stuff but what was your take reading the bryce uh ryan morrison back and forth
1: um for like well outside the fact that people are making it like a you know, WWF match or whatever <laughs> it is now. Um, I'm surprised like that Bryce is really on their side. Like both sides are they're saying this stuff but they don't have actual like source material to back it up that I'm seeing. It's kind of like all right, we're saying this because, you know, they're both they're both super smart at what they do. Like there's zero zero like doubt about it. But I just don't understand where where one's like, all right, this is how I can help you, and this is how um, the eSports organization is doing better, or should get more money. And, you know, Morrison's like, oh, no, the players. Just, it's all for the players, mostly. So one of the things for me is, where are you getting the numbers from? Because we have, like, a Tifu contract, so it's based off that. But with the other organizations and their other players' contracts, how predatory or quote non-predatory are they?
0: Yeah, that is. And then Bryce goes through the contract, and he's actually I retweeted that on my personal page. Uh, so if you're not following, check out my uh, personal Twitter below. Um, but it, what he does is the best legal breakdown of the Tifu contract, going part by part, pointing out what's interesting. And Morrison took some. Uh, took some critiques to what Bryce was saying about the contract at parts. Uh, again, they serve different areas. It is in uh, Ryan's best interest to point out the places where it is unfair to the player. And it is Bryce Bryce's best interest to point out how kind of standard this is and how overvalued a lot of esports players are. Um, so that exactly. is the, that's the conversation worth taking away from this, I think. that We don't know the eventual outcome of this lawsuit, but how they're talking and there's the legitimate chance this sets precedent for a huge number of esports organizations if they deem and i believe the exact clause is turning streamers and gamers into entertainers and entertainers are protected under california law and the contract if streamers and gamers are classified as entertainers the contract tfue is under would be considered illegal and they aren't currently if this contract goes to a court and they determine that yes, they is an entertainer, and so yes, this contract is illegal, that is the long-term precedent that could be set from the Tifu phase drama.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm reading like, and I'm reading uh, what Bryce said. Yes, orgs play a role in building superstars and want to recoup on their investment when they do. That's part of the business. It's not original either. There are plenty of examples where upfront investments yield far broader rights than signing Superstar outright. So, what's he he talking about? Just Ninja when he was with LG and stuff like that? I just don't see it. And when they become, if they become entertainers, what are the organizations going to do? Because they can't do these contracts anymore. How are they going to negotiate it? Because you know they need to make their money. But the fact of the matter is also, is how are they going to make it so they get more revenue
0: off it? Because that's what they're going to look for next. Yeah, that's, I, I agree. And it's, it's so hard to go through all of this is, uh, here's, okay, here, I found the tweet I was looking for. This thread went on forever and it has all these different huge names.
1: There's like 30 tweets to it, it feels like.
0: Yeah. And it's got, you know, it's got Scott Smith, who's a long time old CSGO guy. Uh, it's got, uh adam uh wow why can't i remember his last name adam uh A-Apikela, who's uh yeah. yeah who's uh he's the leader of he was in major league gaming and now he's done call of duty you've got seb park who's at oh god tsm now i think i'm, I'm yes. not sure but anyways TSM. there's all these different huge names in the esports just verified check marks going back and forth on different sides of the issue uh mm-hmm. esports owners but the crux of it, and this is exactly what the video game attorney says, is this is the crux of where Bryce and I disagree. Quote, we get, so you give, end quote, is a good mentality in a fair relationship. But these contracts are so team-sided that giving up anything for such small wins becomes a bad move. We need a full reevaluation of these contracts with mutual benefits.
1: How would you do that? So let me ask you that. If you were a lawyer, how would you pull that off?
0: Uh, I'm not a lawyer and I have absolutely no idea. <laughs>
1: Alright, so this is so this is me being a gas baggery. One of the things he says we get it so you give is a good mentality in a fair relationship. Well, yeah. Duh. Like, you give, I give, we all give, and we all receive. It makes any good. But when you look at, let's, you know, since, well, let's use the alleged TIFU contract. So they have one where they say it's 80% let me pull it right back up. Here we go. Says so the prize money is eighty percent Tifu and twenty percent FaZe Clan. All right. So in some people's eyes, when they look at the brand deal brought brought in by Phase, Tfue only gets twenty percent and Phase gets eighty percent. They're like, oh, well, that's fair right there. Like you know, just so that's the part where they're looking at it and they're like, how much revenue does each part bring in?
0: Right. Yeah, that's basically. That's basically it, and there's so many different parts of this because you have to look at the contract as it's written and not as banks claims they have upheld it. So it's just that's why that whole argument is just false. Right. Um, but I wanted to say what Bryce's response to what I said is is the we get so you give. So Bryce goes, that's not grounded in reality. Enterprise value growth is good, but teams don't make money, which is true. Esports organizations have massive valuations, but they don't make revenue. And meanwhile, player salaries continue to grow far beyond monetization rates. Reasonable minds can disagree about what's fair, but the notion that current market rates are one-sided is nuts. Video Game Attorney comes right back, hashtag release the numbers. Kidding, that's just not right. Salaries have plummeted in most titles, while players give up shares of categories like Twitch donations they never would have in the past. Quote, Teams are poor doesn't sit well when they're raising in the 9-figure range. And then Bryce Correct. goes, quote, Salaries have plummeted in most titles? Ha 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 ha. Release the numbers. So. Which. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then, of course, Noah Winston chimes in I've been on the team, released the numbers since 2015. If you don't know who he is, he's the founder of the Immortals and part in the LA Valiant of the Overwatch.
0: League. Yeah, and they've kept adding multiple. Now, the Immortals Gaming Club. They are in talks to acquire Optic Gaming, they are the leaders in yep. that. Um, big bidding war for Optic Gaming so Immortals, Noah could soon have, they already have a top probably 10-15 to 15 range esports organization and if they acquire Optic, they're going to shoot right into close to the top 5
1: yeah, I think Optic is in the top 5 from what I was reading
0: they're up there, the, yeah, because they have the values. LCS spot and those League Championship Series spots are huge and for valuations
1: <laughs> yeah, so they got and then they have two Overwatch League spots
0: that's true but yeah they have they'd the have outlaw. to get rid of one you can't the mortals yeah. couldn't own both the optic gaming's houston outlaw spots because they have the la valiant spot so that houston spot would go for sale
1: yeah but they'd still flip it and get some money with it
0: though. oh sure yeah it's still an asset so. for sure
1: oh yeah yeah i mean so he's he's like okay i'll release whatever numbers because i actually pay my players well and stuff like that but a lot of the organization don't and it's because they're either smaller like it's like what phase tried to do like they tried to do a phase like oh i'm just a 30 year old dude that pumps out a lot of cash and i'm going to start this esports organization and then it flops um some of them are so young like uh, one of the lower tier ones space station gaming ran by a 30 year old in utah just but he's you know he's making decent money off it for that tier like he's not trying for an lcs spot but he's paying his players and stuff like that. And then, like you said, on mm-hmm. the other hand, we got most wanted, LG, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's where some of the some of the issues is having is they're seeing that revenue come in for the organizations, and we're seeing none of it go out. So we're seeing the money come in, but where's that money going?
0: Yeah, well, the organization is just burning through it. They yeah, like <laughs> that gets into like, the the Kotaku article, which was just released, which is that, the amount of money entering eSports is not being matched by the amount of money coming out of it. They just haven't really figured out how to monetize eSports to a very strong degree right now. And so, again, yeah. another and, conversation for another time. But,
1: um, right. Like, if you, real quick, if you read the Shady Numbers and Bad Business by Cecilia D'Anastia, I'm sorry.
0: I can't say her name read
1: it. I want to apologize for it if you ever listen. Just go read it because it's actually very informative and explains a lot.
0: Yeah, basically the crux of it is that eSports goes through these bubbles where it's seen as a a major investors plug a bunch of money into it, but it happens too quickly. The scene doesn't grow organically. They don't figure out how to monetize and the bubble pops and then eSports rebuilds. And what they're saying is that we are in the midst of bubble number three. Uh, right now the first one came around the turn of the century the second one came in 0809 and now again there's been a huge influx of money into esports and basically it's it's happening too quickly and she's quotes a ton of people who have been in the industry throughout those different bubbles so yeah. that's her uh that's her argument uh exactly for it. and um
1: one of the things too is they're talking about it I'm sorry, I'm jumping around on you, but reading the continued argument between Morrison and Bryce is they they, ask, they also input the games, too, because a lot of people sometimes don't think about where the games, when they start to become bad, or, you know, if they, the developers move on or whatever, they mm-hmm. don't get money pumped into it as much. Like, so they're joking around, and one guy goes, and uh, Morrison goes, it's certainly not facts, and while salaries went down, teams started, everyone started for push donations, like you said earlier. And he goes, what's another guy, uh, Greg Laird, goes, what games are salaries plummeted in? And Bryce replies, I'm also curious about this. And video game attorney he goes, Heroes of the Storm.
0: <laughs> Which is a perfect response because Heroes of the Storm no longer exists. So. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, that's the thing is they put all that money in. And then they did not probably, I don't know if they had to pay the players. I didn't you know, read all of it, but they go, all right, here, <coughs> <I'll> split up, <laughs> bye. Like, Excuse me. You're, you guys are cut, your your game's done, we're not updated anymore, and the esports competitive scene has gone.
0: Yeah, and so that's, the, that's where Morrison makes good sense, because that was kind of a joke, because the esports salaries went from existing to non-existent, so they did plummet. Exactly. Um, but the players don't have that protection, and that's why oh. I see where he's coming from on this. Maybe salaries aren't going down, but players... You know, a game could just shutter its doors, and then your career is gone and you have to go figure out something else to do so from that perspective then yes i do understand why he wants to protect players more and why they do deserve to be paid while the esports scene is thriving
1: and i also understand where bryce is coming from it's like all right the game's not surviving these orgs are wasting money the game's shuttered its doors there's going to he's pretty much thinking like a businessman there's people that are going to get fired
0: yeah and so this is, uh, this is the high level conversation. And this is what I recommend, uh, for any of our listeners who want to learn more about it. I recommend you just check this out and read the replies there. Uh, if you want to watch Tifu and Faze's videos, sure, you should, you should do that, but don't go in the comment section because they are horrible. There is zero high level discussion. In fact, it is the lowest level. Like farming, uh, it's, you know, 12 year olds going like for Tifu, retweet for Faze, uh, Use me as a like button. Use me as a dislike button. It is exhausting. and I Subscribe suggest to you'd... me. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> to me. Check my pinned tweet. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's happening over there. But that's everything we wanted to cover with this uh, situation. We're coming up on an hour now, so I feel like it's a perfect time to get out as we really did a pretty in-depth look at this. And I'm going to put some important links down there below. I'll put a link to the Bryce... Uh, Bryce Ryan Morrison discussion I will put a link to the Tifu video I'll put a link to the phase <laughs> phase uh, banks video and some other links I'll put a link to the contract and to the official uh, the first Hollywood reporter article so that's all the different pieces of this story and again still developing with our luck there will probably be something that comes out later tonight but we are recording this at 3:30 p.m. on Saturday 3:30 uh, PM PT on Saturday, and it'll be going live at noon Eastern time on Monday. So hope you're. Uh, hopefully, nothing crazy happens over this weekend. That's that's what we're. That's what we're going for. But you never know with this kind of stuff. So yeah, this uh this podcast will be up soon. And Terrell, I really appreciate you joining me. I'm gonna have you back on soon, and we're gonna be breaking down. Another big issue, and that was Overwatch League Commissioner Nate Nanzer moving from the Overwatch League mid-season over to Epic Games, the developer of Fortnite. Uh, so that'll be coming oh, up in just a couple days. Oh boy,
1: um, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a fun one. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and it's gonna be very interesting where the Overwatch League and where Fortnite heads off to.
0: Yeah, it's it it has far-reaching implications both it it's a red flag for Overwatch League and potentially a huge win for the Fortnite competitive scene. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that in a couple of days. If you're a new listener who saw our ad in Times Square, we appreciate you tuning into the podcast, listening this far. Uh that is uh that's a awesome thing that the CEO Mark Thimmig, did. For the Esports Network podcast, get us in front of more eyes and uh, in more ears, I guess I should say. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed these conversations. Uh, if you have anything you want us to cover, hit me up in the comments below. Um, shout us out. Give us a like and a rating. We are pretty new as a podcast. Well, i have been doing this about a month and a half. So if all those likes and ratings, um, subscriptions really help us out on our end, get us in front of even more people, we appreciate that and uh keep gonna keep bringing you all the latest in esports news alongside my buddy here terrell all
1: right i appreciate it man um really appreciate you letting me come on and talk esports and have fun with it so
0: far hey man it's great to have uh somebody to bounce ideas off of and we can we can get more in depth on these uh these situations so thanks for coming on man and uh Not, not a problem Check out this and check out the Esports Minute, which is our 90-second version we do daily. There will be a 90-second version of this podcast and a 90-second version of, you know, I do news on days we don't have a podcast. So that's the other aspect of the Esports Network podcast. It's called the Esports Minute, found alongside on all the major streaming platforms and on Amazon Alexa. Thank you for listening. That's all for us today.